0: I want to get loved up tonight Listen to Rob Ross and rock my
1: I On the only podcast that I'll hear That won't make me wanna rip off my Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Rock Show. I'm Rocker Mike, and we got Rob Rossi t- today with us. Um, today we're doing a special on the late Loretta Lynn, a little tribute show for her. Uh, she passed away on the 4th of October um, at 90 years old. She lived a long life and a uh, very influential person. Um, you know, As far as like women in country music, she pretty much set the standard.
0: You know what? To me, she's like pretty much. You know, you got the keynote Rock, the keynote Pop. She's like the queen of country music. I, I can't see anybody taking that title. No,
1: nah, I I would definitely agree with that. I mean, you know, there's Dolly Parton, there's there's uh, you know Tanya Tucker, Tammy Wynette, that kind of stuff. But no, I mean, she came first. You know, she really set the standard for that.
0: And she, and she was a pioneer. It's like she went through some tough tough times, man. Like when oh, yeah. you when you start talking about this story, but when you look at her history, you know a twenty-four single, uh, 45, million, 45 million singles sold. Like this, just she was a rock star, man.
1: Grammys, Academy Awards, Academy
0: uh, Award, everything.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and even even putting aside the awards, and and if you if you if you can even do that, <laughs> is the fact that she was around for sixty years. Yep. And, you know at a time she came at a time when country music was was uh run by men the songs were written by men uh even if women performed it they very rarely wrote their own stuff she did okay for most of her career she wrote her own music uh there were times she did other people's stuff too um, but she especially in the beginning was writing her own material and she was drawing from everyday kind of stuff i mean you know, she she had a it was a well known tumultuous marriage with her husband Doolittle. Okay, was his name? Yeah. And uh, you know, she sang about things that were close to her uh, a husband husband's fooling around or husband's coming home drunk. Uh, she had songs about getting pregnant again. Okay, uh, you know, songs that that women really didn't sing about in country music or really anywhere at the time. So had that
0: song, "The Pill." It was, you
1: know, yeah, yeah, "The Pill" was about birth control, and it was actually banned on some country stations at the time. And that was when she was already a superstar. So you know, she had no problem walking into a little controversy once in a while, and she did what she wanted. She did it on her own terms. Uh, anybody like that, I have deep respect for. Uh, she's up there with Johnny Cash, George Jones, uh, Hank Williams, any of the the great country people. As a woman, she's she's definitely up there, you know.
0: So you know, she got like the um, Nashville Country um, Country um, songwriter uh, Lifetime Achievement Award because she was she was like there like forever, man. Like she definitely
1: deserved that, yeah. And and she continued making music until the end of her life. I mean, pretty much uh, right before COVID, I think she released or around. When COVID was happening in 2020, yeah. she released her last album, and she had a bit of a you know a resurgence in the early 2000s thanks to Jack White. Okay, in uh, from the White Stripes, he produced the Van Lea Rose album, which was a big comeback for her. It brought her to like a new generation of people that weren't familiar with uh, yeah with the music, kind of like what happened to Johnny Cash, like in the 90s. Yeah, you know? but she was also the
0: only reason she even. Really stopped touring. She had once well, she had the stroke. That's
1: it. Yeah, yeah. She had a stroke in 2018, I believe, and uh, you know, 2017, 2018, something yeah. like that. And uh, it it ended her touring, but she still made music after that. She still recorded. So you know, very impressive. um I'm just going to go over. I got a couple pages of notes here with some high points, uh, a lot of high points over a 60, you know, year, 60 decade, six decade career. Now. She was born Loretta Webb on April 14th, 1932. Uh, you know, she's known for songs like You Ain't Woman Enough to Take My Man, Yeah, Don't Come Home a-Drinking with, with Lovin' on Your Mind. I always love that one. Okay. Uh, One's On The Way, Fist City, which was a great song, uh, just basically about threatening a girl that's going to try to mess around with her husband. You want to go to Fist City, you know? <laughs> And of course, coal miners' daughter, which is everybody knows that one, yeah. Now,
0: that's a big, big hit. But she she wrote so many songs. You know, what's an amazing thing? She was also a songwriter. Think about it how many yeah. people achieved that, too.
1: Yeah, no, and and that's what I was saying in the beginning is 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 very there weren't really women writing their own music in those days, no, even no. in rock. Okay, it, it it was it was almost not happening pretty much at all.
0: It you was know, it in- was a great example of that, Elvis. He sang other people's so he never wrote his own song. Right. Some were written for him.
1: Right. He didn't write anything, but uh, again, he was a guy, so he had the whole, he had a little bit of advantage. But uh, in those days, you know, even Patsy Klein didn't really write her own stuff too much. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. I mean, so Loretta and, you know, Patsy, you know, could, could be the first queen of country. You could make that argument. Um, but, you know, it's just so many things that Loretta did behind the scenes. She helped people. She was very, um, very kind to her fans. Uh, she was known for signing thousands of autographs, thousands,
0: yeah.
1: you know, through her career. You know, now her look background.
0: At look at the acolytes she has. She got so much. Mm-hmm. She got so many awards. Like if you look at her page. Yeah, you start looking at awards. She got hundreds of awards. She got Grammys. She got everything you ever wanted. You know, Country Music Award, um, People's Choice Awards. She was just, she was just a winner, man.
1: Yeah. Now you know she was one of eight kids. Okay, her parents had eight children, and she was the wow. second second kid. Now, do you know who the last one was? Which one? Her name was Brenda Gale Webb. Okay, and also known better as crystal gale. Wow. Crystal Gale was her baby sister, okay? And she had her own country career of her own, more like a country pop kind of career. Yeah. You know, she was the, she was the girl with the hair down to her feet.
0: Remember? I remember, her, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Now growing up in 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 Holla, Kentucky, okay? She knew about poverty. Loretta, okay? Uh one of eight kids uh, and and you know, uh, her father worked in the Van Leer coal mine, didn't make a lot of money. Uh, you know, there were times they went without, without food, without uh, shoes on their feet. Okay, she sang about this kind of stuff. And coal miner's daughter is a good example that she talks about growing yeah. up. But but in other songs as well, she talked about her poverty and growing up tough and things like that. It was it was it's very, I don't know. I think it was cathartic to her to write these kinds of songs to, to, to deal with this in her life, you know, and it really, it, it took her a long time to get her career going. Uh What happened was in, in, in December of 1947, she met Oliver Lynn, okay? And he was known as Doolittle, okay? He also had the nickname Mooney. Um, and she was 15, okay? And he was in his 20s. He had been a... World War II vet, he had come back to that part of the country. I don't know if he was originally from there. I'm not sure. Uh, but uh, they would meet. They would fall in love. And he would marry her, and she was only 15. And they would move out to Washington State to start a life together. Now, music was something she just – she enjoyed it. She didn't have a career yet, okay? She was known to sing, but nothing professionally or even close. And uh, she would listen to the radio – you know, when they could and, you know, all that. Um, but she started to raise children out in Washington State with Doolittle. They would end up having uh, six kids all together over time. But in 1953, she was starting to feel very depressed, very homesick for Kentucky, for her family. Her marriage with Doolittle was, was always tumultuous. Um, I, I think it was an anniversary gift um he bought her a $17 harmony acoustic guitar now she she didn't know how to play (laughs) so she in her spare time she would learn she would teach herself um and then within a couple of years she would get a band together and eventually got the courage up to start playing like bars they're called honky tonks okay um and small music venues um By February 1960, she cut her first record called I'm a Honky Tonk Girl, and that was for Zero Records, that label. Now, even that song title, I'm a Honky Tonk Girl, uh, what does that mean? Well, Honky Tonks in that time were considered like, kind of, you know, well dive bars, which we're all familiar with, but more of like a place where there were loose women, And things like that. So for her to say, I'm a honky-tonk girl, it was kind of controversial, okay?
0: very controversial.
1: In that that time, 60 years ago.
0: Can you believe, even though her husband wasn't the best of all time, but she stuck with him. She She stuck with him. him. Yeah. 50 years almost, dude. 50 years.
1: I think they, they had this kind of relationship, and I'm sure we've known people like this, that, you know... You can hate each other as much as you love each other sometimes, and and it just—I mean, they they were known to smack the shit out of each other. <laughs> so <laughs> I think she had a quote where, in all the years, she—I'm paraphrasing—in all the years I was married to him, uh, he he never hit me more than I couldn't hit him back. Something like that, <laughs> and I read that I was like, yeah, it sounds that sounds right. It it was shown a little bit in the Coal Miner's Daughter movie how their relationship was. I think I think once that he once that she got the fame, I think that he might have had a hard time dealing with that. Uh you know, like you see you see in the movie, I did watch the movie the other night. Uh you see how you know uh Tommy Lee Jones who plays Doolittle, you know, the relationship between Patsy Cline and and Loretta, he was kind of jealous of. You know, you could see that. You know, I mean, I mean, it's a movie, you know. But for the most part, I think that's accurate. Now, in 1962, she played the Grand Ole Opry for the first time, uh, and it was around then that she became good friends with Patsy Cline. All right, Patsy Cline had been in a car accident and heard her heard Loretta, I believe, on the Grand Ole Opry or somewhere. I think it might have been, no, it might have been in a record store that she was playing. Like at some kind of signing. And uh, heard her on the radio while she was in the hospital bed, and and sent her husband over to uh, her. Assi- I don't know if it was her husband or her manager over to get Loretta. She wanted to meet her, so that's how they met and they became friends. And uh, it was a you know it was a friendship that I, I was very close. They they I think Loretta learned a lot of the business. From 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 Patsy Cline uh, How to move and shake And be a woman in this kind of world That was male dominated uh, And it gave her a lot of courage To continue in that business You know, just being friends with her
0: yeah, so that's huge
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, you know Definitely definitely had an, an influence Now, she would sign to Decca Records In 1962, and there was A single release called Success And it would Begin a stretch of top ten hits that would continue straight on into the 1970s in 66 she had the hit you ain't woman enough to take my man uh and it was the first time a song written by a female country artist got to number one so by 1966 she she, she broke that glass ceiling in 67 her album did that only
0: um did that thing only go into um country pop did it did it cross over because
1: I could see yet. that. Song. Not, 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 yet. Um, it was country. It was the country charts that she topped,
0: okay. but she
1: was per- she was percolating in the top forty.
0: Oh yeah, I figured I that. That's the- that song yeah. was everywhere. Like, from what people were saying, it was like a song just took off, and you couldn't get away from it. Even the New York market, yeah. you heard it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a big hit. Um, it, I don't, I don't know where it went as far as uh, billboard but she was starting to make waves in the pop charts as well so in the next year in 67 her album don't come home a drinking with lovin' on your mind that went to number 1 in the country charts and it was the first album by a female country artist to sell 500,000 copies wow okay so she sold a half a million now in 1970 the song coal miner's daughter was released yeah. Okay. And in '71, she began a professional partnership with Conway Twitty. Now, by coal miner's daughter, when that came out, that was a, that was a huge hit. That crossed over. Okay. And uh, she would hook up with Conway Twitty for the next couple of years, and have this uh, do du- you know a duo kind of relationship where they had five number one hits between 1971 and '75. Including my favorite, which is Louisiana Woman, Mississippi Man, that hit number one on the country charts in 1973. Um, In 77, Loretta would look back to her friendship with Patsy, and she made a tribute album called "I Remember Patsy." It was a bunch of Patsy Cline songs. Did very well. Um, You know, it was around this time that she was known for really being cool to her fans. Okay, very, very friendly. She would sign autographs, even sometimes outside her ranch in Tennessee. All right. Um, Now, Loretta Lynn was sometimes banned on country stations because of the songs that she wrote. Okay, songs like uh, The Pill, we mentioned that. One's On The Way, which is about being pregnant. Rated X, which is kind of like about double standards between men and women. And then she had what's probably... The first country song that was speaking about the Vietnam War. All right, it was a song called "Dear Uncle Sam," uh, and in that song, uh, in the, at the end of it, it's revealed that her husband died and you know died in the war. The person singing died in the war to get they get a letter from the uh, the government at the end of the song. So it was kind of like a you know controversial thing at the time that. If you were writing songs against the war, it didn't always get put on the radio. Now, wow. yeah, in, in in 1980, the movie Coal Miner's Daughter came out with Sissy Spacek and Tommy Lee Jones, and that propelled her music even higher on the chart. Yeah, truck.
0: that was a great movie.
1: Yeah, and Sissy got the Oscar for Best Actress
0: for that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, she did. I remember that.
1: Other than I, I'm I'm not a huge Sissy Spacek fan. I think she's a good actress, but yeah. Uh, um. The two standout roles for her, for me, in my opinion, will always be Carrie and this one as Loretta Carrie, Lynn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, Carrie, it's an iconic thing, but 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 as she really played Loretta Lynn, I felt very close to who Loretta was. and yeah. uh, Loretta, I believe, had some something to do with that movie. She was advising in some ways. Um, now, through the eighties, her popularity would kind of wane a bit, go in and out, but by 1993 she would be involved with an album recorded with Dolly Parton and Tammy Wynette. Um, it was a trio, the two, three of them together, and it was called Honky Tonk Angels, and it peaked at number six on the Billboard country charts and number 42 on the pop charts. The album was Grammy-nominated as well. Okay, didn't win, but it was nominated. Um, I love that record. That's a, rec- that's a country album that... I have, I always have in rotation when I feel like listening to country music, the Honky Tonk Angels album with the three of them. Um, in 96, her husband, Doolittle, passed away. Okay, he was 69. Um, and she never remarried. Uh, yeah. You know, I think she was just totally devoted to him. And that was it. Um, in 2004, he <coughs> made a big comeback with the album Van Lea Rose. Now, the album was produced by uh, by Jack White from The White Stripes. He co-wrote a few songs with her, and he played guitar on the album. Okay. And I think he toured a little bit with her, too, because she did tour behind that album.
0: He was even back-up vocalist, too. Right, you know, right.
1: Yeah. Well, the song Portland, Oregon, yeah. uh, which is a great tune, um, the line about slow gin fizz. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, he sings like it's like a duet almost with the two of them. Now, that Rolling
0: album won, the album won a Grammy, right? Did that yes. album a Grammy?
1: Yeah, that album won a Grammy for Best Country Album of the Year. Wow,
0: and Rolling
1: a- Stone magazine said it was the second best album of the year in general.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, that was so huge. That was huge. Definitely, definitely a crossover hit. Well, 2004, you know, the White Stripes was was still very popular. You know, so putting the two together definitely got her a whole new audience that she probably never would have had, you know. Now, um, in 2016, she released a new album called Full Circle. And that, when it came out, it debuted at number 19 on the Billboard Hot 100. And it was her 40th album to make the top 10 on the country charts as well. Now, the album features duets with Elvis Costello and Willie Nelson as well she would follow up full circle with an album called wouldn't it be great that came out in 2018 and then what would be her 50th studio record still woman enough was released in 2021 so right up until last year she was putting out new music wow. uh sometimes it would be um in this later stuff sometimes she would she would rework older songs that she had written but some of them were straight up new songs as well um But it was during this time, this this later comeback period, that she started to have some health problems. Uh, She had a stroke in 2017 and had to cancel her live dates.
0: Yeah. And
1: when she was recording the album, wouldn't it be great? She fell and broke her hip, which for anybody elderly, that's that's a problem.
0: Yeah, that's almost like the beginning of the end.
1: Yeah, when that starts to happen. But uh, fortunately, she... She did pass away very peacefully in her sleep. Okay, which we all hope we can go like that, at the age of ninety. Uh, this week, October fourth of twenty twenty-two. Um, you know, she'll be missed by thousands, millions. Okay, um, nobody can fill her shoes, as far as I'm concerned. No, there's there's really nobody coming up that is even close to that.
0: You All know right. what's funny, I wonder if she was, even though she was sick, I wonder if she was still working on one more album, and if, if they're going to finish that up and maybe bring it out, you never know. Yeah, you, know
1: you, never, you never know. She might have had some material, even even a few songs that might come out. Uh, that would be nice. I, I hope that's the case.
0: Yeah, because she's still, even though, you know, that probably kept her going, man, just going into the studio, even though she wasn't performing live, but going to the studio, yeah. you know, that's, that's like an extra expansion of your life.
1: Oh, yeah. Keeps your mind busy. And, you know, she she had six kids uh, wow. with, with little. I believe two of them passed away. Okay. Uh, so, you know, she had a lot of, you know, despite all the success, which was all on her. I mean, she, she did all the work. Stuff. She had a lot of tragedy. She had a lot of tragedy in her life as well. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, but, she, you know, when you have all that and you live to 90, I think that you have to say you had a full life. Yeah. You know, there's not much more you could ask for that. And she lived in Tennessee in the, in her ranch uh, all those years, all those decades. Uh, as soon as she had enough money to buy, I don't think she ever lived anywhere else. I think it was just that ranch. Um, and, you know, everybody just knew her, you know, and she was there. And fan, fans in the early days sometimes would just knock on her door. <laughs> I mean, who, you know... Even even Elvis didn't have that. You know, you couldn't knock on the door, of Graceland. You had a gate to get through first. Yeah. Okay, but but Loretta, Loretta Lynn Loretta Lynn was was very friendly with people, uh, with her fans, and and they loved her. And you know, very very talented. Like I said, nobody nobody could fill those shoes.
0: And I have to say, the legend to me is the queen of country music, because she's the one that was a pioneer. She did things. That other women did it. Patsy Patsy did some stuff too, but Loretta didn't surpass any of those any of these people, you know.
1: Were you at uh Were you at Docs this week? I was wondering if anybody was playing shit on the jukebox. Oh yeah,
0: they played. that. they were playing. They were playing it at the international too. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. You got that one album on that. The, at the so a lot of
0: people were playing at that. I heard the pills like six seven times. It was
1: pretty- <laughs> rated X. I've played that in the bar
0: yeah so and yeah. Yeah, they they they're definitely playing it in uh docs but I think they got like, uh mine daughter a few other songs so yeah,
1: yeah you know so cool.
0: it, it, they, they they people they remember people they play her, so you know what it's a pretty good tribute, especially with the kids some of the kids know her, which mm-hmm. is amazing,
1: yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that is because of what Jack white did all right yeah,
0: like, oh, it's definitely oh, it's definitely because she teamed up with this guy, and those kids he's like a uh, like, the kids love Jack White. We, like, yeah. everything
1: he touches is gold, you know? It's true. He's very talented. And and what I like about Jack White probably the most is his appreciation of older artists that came before.
0: Yeah.
1: And he has a way of of either channeling their music into his music or yeah. actually working with these people, okay, sometimes. And, you know, what he did with Loretta Lynn – at that point in her career, you know, he, he jump-started
0: it. Absolutely, yeah, jump-started definitely, it. we gave her a boost.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, That's all we right. got today, Rob.
0: Not bad, Mike. Excellent job on the tribute show. Like, we got a lot of stuff covered. We pretty much cover her sixty years of entertainment in uh in twenty five minutes. Maybe um maybe uh once uh, maybe for the new season, maybe we'll do a show just on her.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about that. We should do a full show on her, or maybe. Combine it with some other female artists of country, that kind of thing.
0: Paxi, huh? Paxi, you know, and some other
1: country music. Yeah, we could do do a couple of shows on that. It's interesting.
0: Women of country music, which you do next year.
1: Yeah, that's possible.
0: You know? Yep. All right, Mike. So if somebody needs to get in touch with you, uh, how do they find you?
1: Okay, I'm all over social media. Uh, If you want me on Facebook, I'm under Rocko Mike, Rocko Mike. We have the Rock Show podcast group page. Me and Rob, check that out on Facebook. Um, also, I am on Instagram and Twitter uh, as Rocker Mike two one two. Rocker Mike two one two, and then on Clout Hub, Me We Parlor Getter Truth Social. Uh, I am Rocker Mike, so yep. look for me out there on that. I'm, I'm every day. You get a song of the day, song of the night. Um, news information especially on the facebook page the, the rock show group page uh a lot of stuff going on there every day
0: 1500 strong
1: 1500 strong yeah we've done pretty good on that page
0: yeah a lot of people come in we get we get we're getting like like a amount of 10 10 requests a day so far yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. we've been having a big pickup lately
0: yes we just get How about to- you rob
1: where can we find you
0: uh, in order to find me, it's pretty easy. Just uh, look up Getting Lumped Up and all my social media and tags will come in and you can drop me an email, uh, Rob Rossi, uh, Getting Lumped Up, and tell me if you got any ideas, um, any way that we can improve the show. And another thing, if you really like us, please hit the like button and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That really helps a lot. Yep. And, uh, the more traffic we get, the more exposure we get. The most stuff we could get out there to the fans and the people that we do the show for. And that's how that, and it's pretty much for love that we do this. So, guys, remember: don't get drunk, get lumped up, and we'll see you next week. Take care, people. Ross and